All right, welcome to the Truth Hoops podcast. I'm here with Shane, and we're going to be talking a little bit about some things that are a little bit different. Reminiscing on some high school days. Remember when you used to go to a dance, an AIM, an instant messenger, (laughs) and you like would walk around nine times in a circle to maybe talk to someone one time? What a time to be alive. So we talked a little bit about that kind of era and those fun things. AIM, um, Facebook Messenger, how you, you know, what would you do if you had social media back when you're in high school? Then we get some more serious stuff. We talk a little bit about defense. We talk about some games, talk about some methods of training that you can utilize to help yourself, not just get more athletic, but better at basketball. And lastly, we have a fun um, kind of rapid question series where we go over a certain scenario. Would you eat a shoe or a, you know, a, you know bathtub full of pudding would you be able to survive in these environments and then would you rather is at the end fun time look forward to uh sharing this all with you great podcast we had today and we'll hop right in shane you're like in i love how we do this podcast it looks like you're in uh like literally the back, in the cellar the back corner of like a high school bath i'm in bathroom stall. <laughs> i'm like envisioning the brick, the brick walls the uh ah, thermos what the heck are those darn things called what's that iron metal thing that heat comes out of Oh, a radiator. There you go. What a lazy name, by the way. It's a metal thing that gets really hot, and they just named it. Call like, it a radiator. The physics that is radiating. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's a radiator. Not specific, not a heater, just a radiator. It's kind of funny. No, um, I am literally in the, uh, I guess you would call it your backroom storage room whenever you, everybody has those in their houses. Almost like underneath the stairs. So we are... Locked lo- in the corner. It looks like it's bomb proof. Like, yeah, like it's, it's the only quiet place. The dogs are barking. You know, my wife's on meetings. There's people working on the house. All sorts of stuff. You mentioned the other day the uh, the subwoofer thing. Yeah, and I was driving the to the gym today in my car. Oh yeah, and I turned and the bass up. Well, it just kind of like it made me laugh. It reminded me, it made <laughs> me reminisce of high school. And I often wonder how different high school would be now. With like social media, because mm-hmm. we didn't have TikTok, Instagram. We not. I don't think we had. No. Twitter was just coming out in like two thousand eight nine. You remember like AI, AIM, Facebook. Uh, yeah, Instant Messenger. Yeah, and you would have like whatever your handle would be. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had MSN Messenger. I think I used that. Oh, interesting. Isn't that? It it's had, it's I, the same thing. I had AOL Messenger, right? And yeah, you it's, would, it's like the same thing. And you'd go online and like when someone else is online and show up. So you'd sit there and like hope another girl would go online. Yeah. Thanks. The classic, like you'd message and be like, oh, wrong chat. Like my bad. Or like the homework, you know, like, (laughs) hey, how you doing? And then like immediately be like, oh, my bad, wrong person. Yeah. As if like it was somehow. Yeah. The caveat. I'm that's a a beautiful. You type type that in. You have an answer ready typed out in case it's bad. So if she <laughs> says if she says what, then you instantly just push enter. If she's ready to talk, delete that response and <laughs> keep it moving. <laughs> That's my like a- my handle was Shane with a dollar sign as the S. I was balling in sixth grade. <laughs> oh my gosh! I remember going on and you would like. You'd sit there because no one had text phones. So you kind of like mutually agree upon as a yeah. society of seventh graders that you would be on there between the hours of like seven to nine. Yeah. Whenever you got like home from a practice or whatever. And you knew that she was like messaging other people too. Mm-hmm. And so you'd send it and you'd be like waiting for the, the type response, knowing that 
the speed of response dictates like the level of interest. Yeah, priority. Am I at top two? What am I here? <laughs> You'd be sitting there waiting. Just <laughs> the conversations were probably so ridiculous. Like, hey, hey, what's up? What's up? It's going nowhere. Yeah, I'm not sure the like the the expected outcome I had. No. What uh, do you still sit, listen to? Some of the same music that you were listening to back then. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. So, fun yeah. fact: I remember I was like in fifth grade, fifth, fourth, fifth grade. I was at my brother's high school basketball game. Hmm. He's a freshman, and they had like a, a shoot at halftime type of deal. Yeah, whatever. Like, pay a dollar, shoot a three pointer. And normally, if you made a three, you won like a liter of coke or something. Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be a free throw. But <laughs> just my dad... handing kids like big leaders of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. And my dad just thought it was fun to watch me shoot threes because he was like a coach on the team or whatever. Yeah. And he would give me like three bucks. But he made me shoot threes. Not nah, it was supposed to be a free throw, but he made me shoot a three. He's like, I'm not interested in taking home like five liters of Coca-Cola. But yeah. one night you had uh, a CD giveaway and I won and I got Get rich or die trying. Fifty. Oh, what a banger! <laughs> yeah, I got that CD. It's like him, and he's like in a Louis Vuitton, like <laughs> yeah. uh, the strap thingy, whatever the heck that is. Um. Oh man. The what, what are those did, called? What, what would your dad? What your parents were just like, dude? Unedited, by the way. There you go. Explicit. I played in my yeah. dad's truck. He didn't care. He was like, oh, "This guess what the kids are listening to." <laughs> <laughs> and then one day, like it was like very profane. And he said something to me, and I was like so embarrassed that I stopped listening to it for like a year. Like one of those really? like kid moments where you're like, you don't realize you're doing something wrong, and then all of a sudden yep. you did it wrong, and it's like, oh, yep, that's a great album. Yeah, so I still I, listen. If I can't, oh, great. Yep. One of one of my first uh, when I got my first cell phone in, I think I was a freshman. I don't know. Sometime when my parents were like, "Dude, we're sick of you," you know. We're sick of being responsible for you. Call some people to get a ride or whatever. My first ringtone was Into Club. No, it wasn't there. It was just the beat, though. It was like the instrumental. Did you record it? Like, did you play it on a speaker? No, my brother, my brother surprised me because he 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 uh, wrapped it up and called the number, and I was like, "What is this? Like, what is this Fifty Cent playing in this little present right here?" Open it up, brand new flip phone. So pumped. That's. I remember taking my flip phone and recording speakers. And then putting yeah. that as my ringtone. Oh yeah, I had them hood stars. How we do? Oh, Bay Area song. <laughs> and Bay I remember area. I picked it because the beat was like very not bass heavy, so you could actually hear it. Yeah, and I remember like people before the game would play like their phone, their flip phone, and you wouldn't know what they're like. What is that? It's like, but it's like some like Little Wayne or something like just in my just Motorola barely. Razor or whatever it was. <laughs> the Razors. Classic. I was just thinking about the, the high school thing. And one of the things I laugh about now, because I imagine people like interact socially probably before they do things nowadays, but in our mm-hmm. era, it was like, you got together with like two of your friends, you can go to like a school dance yeah. and like, you like sit around, like listen to music that you're going to listen to already at the school dance. And you'd be like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like someone, you know, you get yeah. dropped off or you drive there. And then you spend like an hour and a half just walking in circles yeah, you don't do anything. You just another like talk lap. to your boys. Yeah. Like I did another lap. Uh, let's, go, let's go for another lap. I just was, there's something hilariously <laughs> like pure about that. That nowadays yeah. I'd imagine like all the excitement's taken away because you text people. 
Yeah. You can like have some sort of conversation, but there's like this like moment of like, oh, is so and so gonna be there? Like, yeah, let's yeah, you walk around know. and let's try to accidentally bump into the person, like and then like <laughs> act like you're uninterested. There's like this whole game plan of enough attention, but not too much attention. And yeah. it, it resulted in nothing. Like it was yeah, like a but it was effort. it was exciting though because you was. just never knew it was <laughs> exhilarating. Now I don't think they have it. They already know. That's such an interesting concept. Ugh, we're to the last of a dying breed. Yeah. Do you earth. do you think if you uh if Instagram and like highlights and stuff like that were uh, how would your Instagram feed look now if you were a kid? Mm, interesting because I trained someone who's twenty four. He said, "Yeah, oh, like did you ever put together your highlight tape?" I was like, no, what? And like, he's like, well, you didn't like clip it up. He's like, what music did you put to your highlight tape? I'm like, that like wasn't a thing. Mm. Like we would have highlight tapes, but we wouldn't. There was like, no music to I it. I wasn't yeah. putting like, you know, teach me how to doggy to it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I was younger, I'm going to say college. Well, I had it in college, I suppose. Kind of. I did too. But it's I, I not the I... same. Not nearly the same. It was very localized. No. Like you got it. Yeah, because exactly. You're like engaging with the people within your network. You're co- yeah, it was like your buddies or your people that went to the same college. I was pretty shredded at one point. So probably some shirtless pics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like some really good filters and shirtless pics. It'd definitely be some shirtless workout videos that I'd be very. Yeah. Like I wouldn't eat two days before posting it. So I would just be torched. And yeah. then I'd really like question reposting it. But once I did, it was like, yeah. Yeah. But I'd imagine like accruing followers, like getting followers at that age would be weird. Like, cause you it would be followers. weird. No, I think that would be weird. And I don't think that's what kids are. I don't know, maybe some, but uh, most kids, I think, you know, most of the kids I train, I had a conversation with some uh, high school girl about this and she, they only post like once a year. And it's like before the season. And they'll be like year four or year three loading with a little hourglass or something like that. And, uh, or it's, you know, going to state or whatever with the you know what? taglines on it. I cautions. would have a lot of really bad, if it's our era, really bad, like 50 cent ludicrous. Um, you know what I would have? Um, I would have like the fastest thing running. Was it something something you saying, Bolt? The fastest thing running. Yeah. Like, like it'd be like those Akon. Remember he Akon had all those like the, the one liners. Bangers. Or, Racing for your love, shake and bake, Ricky Bobby. Yeah. That would probably be like a quote. And I would feel very cool because we had instant we had Facebook statuses. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I am blank, because it's something yeah. Max Marzo is. Shane is hungry. Yeah, and you like hope yeah. for someone to like it. Like, oh come on! Yeah, <laughs> I do remember when Facebook came out. That's kind of the end of my MSN Messenger days. Um, I don't know. If, uh, I don't know. This, I think, the stuff that was said between my friends, <laughs> my friends, the way we'd make fun of each other or whatever, is would just never. It wouldn't fly nowadays at all. Could never post that stuff. Could never say that stuff out loud. Could never do anything like that. I uh, I initiate the conversation with my wife now through Facebook. That's, oh, really? Yeah, through Facebook. I initiated. Message. I initiated through Instagram message. See, that's. I don't think DMs were even existent when I don't think that was a but, feature. But is oh okay. Like I don't is think fa- it was is Facebook message a DM. No, because that's when people use Facebook chat. Remember, oh, yeah, you're right. You're there right, was like right. a very small window between DMs. 
and mm-hmm. AIM where Facebook chat was like three years. And I asked yep. her about a project, the classic. Ah, smooth. And it was, we were in a class together with a project mm-hmm. that was due. So it was very safe. Smooth. Um, and then I sent it and I like, she responded like very blankly back and my computer was out and my roommate messaged like the next three messages. So like I wasn't even by my computer and he took it. It was like, oh, this idiot was going to be too much of a weenie to message her back. <laughs> <laughs> and like lost to the next three messages back. Nice. Pretty funny. Uh, That's just, a wingman. Oh, absolutely hilarious. So if you had to pick one social media to go with, mm. what would you go with? Oh, crap. This is tough. Twitter is where I get my camp business from. Twitter's a garbage fire for like actually finding stuff. It's it's yeah, like it's, if you follow it's people, it's but it's, the, the explorer is disaster. Um, TikTok, I have probably the obviously I have more followers there. It doesn't really lead to much though. There's no, there's no like communication. It's just like yeah. it's just no there's abyss. no yeah yeah. It's just to me, I that's kind of like my test place, which is crazy because that's obviously where I have more followers. But it's yeah, it's not where I have to be super polished with a bunch of stuff. I kind of just throw up content there. Instagram. I probably have to go Instagram. I don't use Facebook at all. I'd have to go Instagram just because they have probably more features. You can pay it off reels. You can, you can do subscriptions. You could run a whole business off IG if you needed to. So I would go there. I'd be willing to say, I'm going to make a bet that TikTok probably has more general like engagement. Like the, the app itself probably captivates people. Right. But if you want to Correct. follow someone, TikTok is not the place to actually learn about someone. No, no, that's a little bit more difficult there. Yeah. TikTok, someone said, is like a hybrid between Twitter and Instagram, where it's just like polarizing content, but video form. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Well, if, if those, you know, and YouTube's another one. I, I have never, YouTube to me is a little bit more of a grind. Uh, I don't know what I would put up on there. I'm sure we could just take whatever we post on Instagram, make it a little bit longer, more detailed, but um, I've never really gotten into uh, YouTube. YouTube. YouTube reels. Throw it on the yeah. reels. Yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah. I got like 10,000 followers on subscribers on YouTube just by doing reels. Posting the the shorts or whatever, yeah. Yeah, with shorts. Yeah, not reels. My bad. Sorry, YouTube. No, don't, don't punish yeah. me for that. Yeah. Oh, but it, Instagram does this thing too where you can uh, you can share your reels on Facebook. And uh, obviously they, they'll pay you for the reels. So a lot of times it'll tell you how many views you got off Facebook. I get a lot of real views off Facebook too. So oh, I don't know, maybe I'm sleeping on Facebook as well. I have no idea. Yeah. They're just combining it as one entity. Yeah, it's basically. Screw it. So we're just going to wield our powers as one. What do you think? What's your, how would you, where would you go with that? I like Instagram. I think it's the yeah. best medium between long form blog content and mm-hmm. short form tweet content. I think it can, it's malleable to be both. I think people like to hate on it, but people love to use it. Like, I think yeah. it's, it's the reality is I like the story feature too. And I know TikTok's putting that up, but it's a little bit different. Uh, I like, it's not, I like, like it, the stories. And the TikTok is hard because you can't explore naturally. You have to like swipe, swipe to find. And eventually, yeah. like, if you don't get some interest in the first five swipes, I'm just like, I'm done with that app versus Instagram will show you stuff on your feed that's new. But also you yeah. can explore manually. And the number of things you can flip through, I think, is way faster. Mm-hmm. I think I like IG better. Um, it's harder to yeah. grow 
right now on there. If At you're this point, yeah. an up and coming person, Reels doesn't offer the same stickiness because when people engage with that, they don't really follow you often. Like they kind of see it yeah. and they just kind of move on. It's they like it, and then like what I do is I'll like a TikTok. Like if something's funny, I'll like it, and you can make your likes private or whatever, and then I'll just show all my funny ones to my wife. I'll just go to, and I know I don't have to follow that person, nothing. But if mm-hmm. you like it, man, they're gonna show you like eighty other posts that they made anyway, so you'll see that same profile. So I end up not really following that many people. I don't really even go on that little following tab that much. It's more of like the no, for that's the you TikTok thing. thing, yeah. But the reels I'm saying too is the on reels is when you have yeah. a big viral video. You don't really convert many followers on reels. Yeah, on, yeah. on Instagram, I convert more followers. That's true. On a TikTok post, is, yeah. TikTok's the worst. TikTok, I'll have a million views on a on a post and get like four followers. I'm like, mm-hmm. this doesn't make any sense. Given up on yeah. TikTok. I just post random things there now. Yeah. Interesting. What about Twitter? I know you're on Twitter. You you started Twitter. I mean, I'm sure you were on it before, but you pushed Twitter maybe like a year ago. A uh, bit harder than normal or no? Well, yeah, maybe. I got had a decent Twitter following and then I wanted for some reason 10,000 Twitter followers for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. And so then I just kind of pushed to get there. But Twitter's weird because Twitter's like full of it's harder to get exposure. You're dependent on people retweeting you. So you have to kind of like feed the system a little bit where you can't just be, you can't just post a good piece of content. You have to post a good piece of content that people want to share. And that's the big distinction between Instagram and Twitter is that Twitter does nothing for you. Instagram, you have a good piece of content. A lot of people like it and save it. It's going to show it to other people. People just like your post on Twitter there's a possibility that it shows up to other people, but it has to be within their like, their like quote unquote umbrella of interests. Sure. And so you you don't like if someone has a strength conditioning post that gets a lot of likes, I'll see yeah. it. Yeah. But I might make a basketball post that gets lots of likes. But I'm not sure I'm going to trigger the basketball audience to get that on their explore versus if it's been retweeted, then it can yeah. catch that momentum. Yep. Interesting. That's how, that's yep. kind of how I feel about it. It's, yeah. it's a good thing. I think a lot of coaches out there, um, they should do more of it. They shouldn't poop on it so much. I think people You're like talking to about hate. just social media in, in general. Yeah, people like to hate on um, the coaches who do that stuff. Yet that same coach is on there consuming stuff. So the irony yeah, of it, yeah. like, is very thick. If you don't like it so much, then don't be on it. Yeah. Um, and then on top of it, it's, it's very frustrating to be on there at times when you see you know, kind of dog crap content that's intentionally polarized. Yeah, super polarized. Like, I, especially yeah. like the TikTok fitness world is a disaster. It's just like hyper polarization of you have to do this or just wild things that mm-hmm. they, they should almost have like a dislike button. So things <laughs> like that can't just go nuclear. Can't go, yeah. But it's weird. It is what it is, I guess. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, one of my favorite things right now is creating content. Um, <sighs> It's been, it's a big part of the business, obviously. Uh, you don't, I know, I don't necessarily make a ton of money just off views or anything like that, but um, you can still make a little bit of money, but it's a good way just to get things out. It's like, a, it's kind of like a little journal. You get to just yeah, throw creative ideas outlet. out there. Yeah. Yep. It's a, it's a good, it's good something to do. And it can be I, obsessive. I've connected with a lot of people uh, through social that way. Um. And there's a lot of things that I save, you know, even I, I told you the other, 
the other week we had a kid wondering about defense and I was like, well, I don't know anybody that's ever posted about defense besides Max. So I just went through his TikTok page. I literally, you can bookmark on TikTok now. So I TikTok now. So I, uh, uh, just went in there and bookmarked everything, every huh. defensive drill I could find. So if you, anybody out there needs defensive drills, just go through Max's TikTok. You will find them. They're a it's little a- interesting, <laughs> but they're great, man. I love it. I like the Frisbee stuff I've been doing. Yeah, that, that's saw, really fun. I saw that new stuff. Yep. We've been trying to play a lot more games and a lot of times it's hard to try to have someone move differently because like we've talked about this before, but they get so caught up in the movement being related to basketball. I you know what I liked is the handball. And that was fun. That you know, looked fun. I would play that legit. The frisbee games have been really fun. Like they don't maybe showcase the excitement on TikTok or Instagram or wherever. But it's mm-hmm. pretty simple. So the way we have it set up, we have two different Frisbee games. Well, kind of two and a half. We have one that's called Battle Frizz. Mm-hmm. And we're, we have a pickleball court in the in the gym. And yeah. we play within kind of the dimension of the pickleball court. We kind of extend the width of it. But what happens is there's something called the kitchen for those of you that play pickleball. And it's basically like five feet from the net. And so the way Battle Frizz works is you have to serve within the confines of the pickleball court. But as the returner, you have to start outside of it laterally. So you start like on one end or the other end. The service person has to throw the Frisbee. And if it crosses like inbounds, essentially over the kitchen, it's a live ball. So Hmm. the idea is that you have to at least, you can't just like throw it straight over. Right, right. And then there's a depth of it too. So if you throw it too far, it's out of bounds. So that way people aren't just hucking a Frisbee as far as they can. And what yeah. we found is with that, what's interesting, like a Frisbee is it, it's never really straight because we're not good enough at Frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> you throw it. And what happens is when you're tracking something like in basketball or um, when you're playing Frisbee, you sit your center of mass down a little bit. So you have a little bit of a hunched run. Mm-hmm. You think about running down the courts for basketball, like a shooter or playing defense, you're never upright, big chest, right. high knees. You're like semi semi prepared. Yeah, because you have to you can't expose yourself that much to just running as fast when the someone might the play might totally change. You have to keep your feet near the ground. And so by default, we're actually running in a posture that's really similar to what you see in transition defense or transition offense. Sure. What's fun about it is the variability of the frisbee. So now instead of saying, Hey, we're gonna set some cones up, we're gonna run, I throw the frisbee and it's moving. So just like you're in transition defense where you're tracking something with your eyes, the ball, you're not looking to a point on the floor and running to it. You're following something and it's forcing you to move left, right a little bit. So that one's called battle frizz. And then kind of a variation of that is the athlete will face me. They're about, let's say 15 feet in front of me. And I throw the Frisbee. It has to be about eight to 10 feet above their head. And when the minute it goes above their head, they have to flip and chase after it to catch it. Um, and this one, we have like boundaries left and right for distances. So mm-hmm. you can't throw it too wide. And that's awesome. Cause it's like a turn your hip and run transition. Someone got a rebound. The first seven steps, you got to get down the court as fast as you can, but you can't just yeah. book it and have no attention to anything else. You have to have attention elsewhere. And so that's kind of like why we play these games. And the last one is a self run. This one's just fun because it works on sprinting. It's kind of boring to sit there and just like, you know, I'm going to do six Sprint. sprints. I'm going to do six sprints today. So we yeah. just we throw it out. And we have, uh, if you catch it, you're on the baseline. 
if you catch it past the first free throw line, it's one point. If you catch it past the half court, it's two points. If you catch it past the other free throw line, it's three points. And we played a three. Yeah. And so you're, you're sprinting after the thing every time it's moving and going left and right. So now you're actually taking like a physical training drill. How fast can I run? How fast can I react? I mean, if you did with cones, people would be like, oh, that's totally fine. We do with a Frisbee. Now no one's thinking about how do I run? You're just trying to accomplish it. And then as long as the rate limiting factor, that is your speed that you're trying to actually run is the issue as to why you're not catching it, then you're training that quality. So right. we're working on finding things that limit the ability to do you know, a hip flip, a, a turn and run, mm. and then making it a game. And I think a lot of times in, in defense, we struggle finding drills that do yeah. that. We're yep. actually sprinting, running, and being athletic as a whole. Being athletic, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing I took from your defensive drills was just like being athletic, doing – not everything is like kick, shuffle, kick, shuffle. It's, <laughs> it's just being an athlete. I, You know what? I saw uh, you and uh, Will, right, Will? Mm-hmm. I saw you guys playing ones. Was Will working on like going downhill and then escaping mm-hmm. back uphill? Was that kind of his – Oh, yeah, so that's a fun game, so – we uh we call it uh it's called um doesn't have a name i suppose it's a cutoff drill and so okay will starts at top of the key i'm guarding him on ball as on ball defender i'm trying to dictate a direction he's going and so we talk a lot about what does like dictation actually mean well it doesn't just mean open up it means get aggressive into the body but when you get aggressive into the body you have to know as a defender that you have now exposed yourself because you've closed the gap So you have to be really aggressive to actually try and steal the ball. You can't just get up close to someone and think that's a threat. You have to literally take away the ability for them to attack your high foot. And so what we do there is we have, imagine like a triangle top the key, then let's just pretend elbow to elbow. The defender gets, it's live dribbling the ball. We're not going anywhere right away. You'll get settled. And then on defense, you try and get into and steal the basketball. And it's offense. You're trying to, well, not turn it over, but then, you have to pick a direction. So I'm going to go sprint to the elbow. I'm going to try and get to the hoop. As a defender, if you cut them off, so like you turn and burn, get to a spot, and that offensive player does not cut through the elbow, meaning they got inside the key, you get mm-hmm. a point immediately. Then the so you get a point if you cut them off before the elbow. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, disengage after being aggressive because you mm-hmm. can't just be aggressive and just like ride someone hip. You're going to get scored on. Right. So it's like, how can I dictate a direction like a ball screen is coming? get off to make them burst downhill and I'm trying to get off. But then the offensive player has a chance to redeem a point and they can escape dribble back to the top of the key and try and make a bucket. And so now they have to dribble back and I get live defense. They can't curl off of that. It's not just like endless ones. They have to shoot a jumper off of that. So that when they go back, it's, it's gotta be a shot. They can't like attack Mm -hmm. the other elbow and continue to go you know, boomerang back and forth. And if the offensive player scores, they get a point. And if they beat you to the elbow, they get a point. So if you get smoked to the elbow mm. and the offensive player just decides to drive in and shoot a layup, finish. You yeah. two points, you're down two, we play a three. So we're really emphasizing yeah. for offense, a huge reward to get downhill. Yeah. Um, and then as a defensive player, how do you get out of that? And so you can have variations to that. Like we did the cutoff drill, but then to mess with the offensive side after you've been cut off or whatever happens, you have to finish with a Euro. Hmm. So we get to the, we, we book it to the elbow. If you can beat them, beat them straight to the hoop, but you get engaged. Now you got to finish live. You get one extra dribble after that contact because 
you probably might have sold out to get there for the sake of the drill. And then you might only have one dribble left to try and actually get to the hoop, but you have to Euro it. Cause one thing ah. will, will's like two forty, like six, eight, six, seven, super big athletic dude. So how do you use that strength? Well, we're going to add a constraint, no fadeaways. You have to take a Euro. Hmm. So we, we messed around it with it on Tuesday and he like, kind of struggled with it. And we did today. And I'm like, my arms hurting. <laughs> I got beat up from it. Cause he started just attacking downhill. And when he starts to engage, you start to feel like what's like to engage with someone. I can play the best defense in the world, but if he takes that extra dribble, I'm not 240. <laughs> yeah. I get, I get little brother a couple of times. Well, I, I like the idea of what you just said, adding that constraint of like, I think constraints are good as long as you, and I just listened to uh, Michael Lancaster, who's a big skill guy. Um, he just talked about this, about how, using constraints, but also giving detail after the constraints. Sometimes when you have players that are just like, and I'm sure Will is like this too, but um, you have players that are just nationally good and they can just get to game like things. Sometimes when you have young kids um, or if you're working on something, you want to work on something super specific, like you guys were, it's like we let's have this constraint. But when you get there, you have to do a Euro, which I think is great because there's different variations of Euro. You can go outside hand, you can go inside hand, you can go Euro floater, you can go bump Euro, you can do slow Euros and quick ones. Like you could even Euro with somebody on your back and get to the other side. I think that's great. It's fun because then the defensive side, it's like you've stopped them, but now they're re-engaging with you. So how do you deal with this now? Because that's where people pick up a lot of block fouls is they they might get their space and they like dictate a direction. And now you engage again because you meet at the point of the elbow. And when that person mm. re-engages with you, which is as an offensive player, what you should do, a lot of players don't. They kind of just bounce out of it. But really that's when the defense is most vulnerable is that secondary engagement because they've sprinted downhill to get there. But now you got to think about just the physics of it. Someone yeah. has ran in one direction, stopped, right? Because they're stopping in front of you and you're coming downhill and haven't stopped. So now if you engage once, they might have enough like momentum to kind of somewhat bump you off. But if you take one more dribble, you you're already sold out as a defensive player to stop that one bump. You're kind of done. Yeah. I think guys done. like Luca and Drew Holiday, Jalen Brunson, they like spam that. And you can watch yeah. them over and over make these like secondary engagements where they hit and then hit again. It's like one of our favorite moves. We talk about the scores, that re-engagement as a big, that bump. Mm -hmm. You just can't bump. do anything about it. Well, I I think uh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because once you hit them that first time and then they commit, like you said, commit to coming down and contesting or trying to block and you bump them more time, it's over. And and we had talked about this too, about what makes a strong player or what makes a strong basketball player. And we talked a lot about angles and uh, leverage. And I think I, I work with a lot of younger kids where they're obviously just like dangly and skinny and they don't feel like they can make contact and bump somebody. And it really doesn't take that much as long as you can get them going in a direction where they're at a disadvantage, a little nudge, a little secondary bump, something like that can really displace them for a, a pretty easy shot. Yeah. I remember playing one-on-one -on -one with my little sister in the backyard and, you know, you kind of let her get an angle because I'm older, but mm -hmm. when you, you got an angle on me, like I, I can't get back around to block you unless I'm coming over the, you know, over the top to try and glass you. Yeah. She's like, you know, a little, middle schooler at that point. And so it's yeah. like, even then, like it's, it's just angles. I can't go through angles, someone's yeah. back. I can't go through their shoulders 
Yeah, I might be able to block some dumb block because I'm taller than her. But she's never going to play against someone who's my who's you know six three two (laughs) twenty. Right, (laughs) not going to happen. One of my favorite one on one games is uh, it's basically like a triangle. So like, let's say you and I are at the top of the key with a, a volleyball line above the top of the key with a cone in the middle or in between us. And then I have a cone on my side. You have a cone on your side. You got to get around your cone. I got to get around my cone. And then it's live and having players out of the corner of their eye, like why they're, while they're taking off or dribbling, reading how the defender is, is he going to the block? Is he chasing my hip? Is he slowing down and reading that gap of space? Um, I think I've been doing a lot more of players reading spaces and figuring out like, do I hesitate and make them commit more? Do I explode? Have they, overplayed where I got to like push cross back. Some of those have become some of my favorite ones. Instead of always saying, Hey, one-on-one, this person's right on your hip. It's more of like, you're an empty pocket of space. What are you going to do with it? How are you reading their momentum? Stuff like that. And what's interesting too, is when people get put in a position that they're not used to, you'll see guys who like have trouble toggling from like being really physical back to explosive. Sure. So yeah. Like the one of the issues with jail dribble is that the whole dribble is dependent on physical contact. That like once you jail them now, what? <laughs> like a lot yeah, of people then, don't, then what do you do? Yeah. Don't know what to do, and it becomes like I've displaced this person like too far to now where they're completely behind me. And yeah. what move do I get out of it now? And I think a lot of people. You see a lot of defenders catch back up after people do that. Yeah. Well, I think it's also because a lot of athletes don't know what to do. Right. So it's not a, a jail dribble. Isn't really a great spot to shoot a pull up because the no, guy's still right uncomfortable. there. Uncomfortable. Very uncomfortable. I think, I think where that's like, I'm a big runner fan, like shoot a one foot runner. I think a one foot runner, like from 17 feet in like a running jump shot is so unbelievably underrated. It's not that hard of a shot. It's like nah. you're, you're 15 feet from the hoop. A floater, and you can shoot it. You can shoot it slow too. You don't floater. have to like jump high or really anything. No, and you can use that jail because you can bump, like shot side kind of shed them, yeah. And then you can gather on that into the runner. Yeah. So it's not like this separate entity with pull up. You're gonna have to bump and then go one two and then mm. innately fade away versus yeah. a shed and a, a push. And I think a lot of times players get so caught up in like what move is okay to do. And this is where Europeans do a lot better job than us is that they have way more freedom. They just yeah. do things that you're like, Oh, that's so unorthodox or that's so weird. But reality, it just it's makes not, sense. it's just easier. Yeah. yeah. It's whatever is easier. We make things so much more difficult than they need to be. I remember we like one of the worst drills I hate is like a three on two fast break. <clears throat> because like there's never a time in a game where I'm coming down three on two and the defense is set. They're just like sitting yeah. there, yeah. like one guy at the free throw line and one guy, or one guy at the yeah. three point line, and one guy at the free throw line. Yeah, you're always wide open for a shot, but if you shoot the shot, your coach is going to scream at you. Exactly, and so I think from like what I'm getting at is the like the European side of freedom is the reality is the best way to beat that if you're playing a game and like practice is to just if you're the ball handler, blitz the first guy because then it's two mm. on one. You just sprint yeah. at him and you make him pick. Make him, is he going to come up? And if he does, which one of my two shooters is open? Yeah. Basically is how it If works. they're set like that, right, right, yep. And so w- you see that in the NBA or even college where it's just like we run these drills that are so constrained and then they mm. don't even happen in the game. You go watch a game 
I'm always curious, like how many teams actually practice these ridiculous floaters that college kids take that don't they make like someone said the stat on a floater in college i don't i'm butchering it i don't know the exact number it was like 27 percent field goal percentage it's like one of the lowest percentage makes mm. in any sport any sport at any level and you look at the nba and guys don't shoot floaters like sure they shoot like these runners they shoot fadeaway jumpers i don't remember the last time other than like steph curry a couple of handful of guys who like maybe like a hop step push shot, but who yeah. take like a one foot like true floater. Darius yeah. Garland, maybe. Other than that. Yeah, I think I think I see the most times I see a floater is when there's a lob threat where you have like Harden or Trey Young will do like the fake mm. floater into the lob or something like that. If there's no lob threat, I really don't see it much. No, that's fair. As a shooter, did you feel like you had multiple different shots and what i mean by that is obviously when you're in the you're in the post or you're fading away your release point is is higher than when you shoot a three you shoot a deeper three your release point is probably a little bit lower if you're fading this way or fading that way or even for me sometimes i feel like i catch the ball in a rush situation and my hands are messed up and Mm -hmm. i literally shoot it sideways because i feel like i have to over adjust and that some of that stuff goes was in or if my body's literally going the opposite direction i'll shoot it back to where i was do you think there's value in one practicing different shots like that and then two uh i mean why why did what my i guess my main question is why are we put so much emphasis on kind of like the perfect looking form or perfect looking shot there's a famous line that says like some models are useful but all are incorrect and I mm. think we obsess over like a model of how we should shoot. Yeah, there's some benefit to like shooting certain ways. Yeah. But no way is it correct in the 100% route for anyone. And I think the reality is we get exposed to lots of different shots. If I'm going to shoot different shots, I better get good at shooting different shots. And what I mean by that is I think that there doesn't exist like a shot and then there's another shot. Right. It's like there's a sh- there's a shot, a jump shot. And within that, there's kind of a, a diameter that you have the ability to shoot different shots within. So hmm. someone like J.R. Smith can take wild shots and make them. And someone who's not as comfortable as a shooter can't take those shots. It's not like J.R. Smith is taking different shots. And right. He's learning, just like a baseball player who throws the ball to first base. Is it perfect if he has the perfect gather, shuffle, and throws it? Sure. Sometimes he backhands it and has to make a Derek Jeter throw. Sometimes he's right. running forward. At the end of the day, it's about being aware that you're going to be in situations that require different movement patterns to get the same result. Yep. And so we should yep. take wild shots. Absolutely. It's good for you. It, you learn what works, what doesn't work, how you position yourself, how you get your hips in a certain way. Because yeah. at a certain time... You, if you get good enough, you don't take wide open set shots. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, when I used to, I used to do this stuff as a kid cause I would just be bored and I felt like I was yeah. a much better horse shooter than I was a drill shooter. Right. Like, uh, I would just do weird stuff, like start crisscross with my legs, start with my shoulders, turn a different way, jump and shoot all these different things. Um, it's called and a I differential felt, learning is the word. Yeah. I felt like I was a more well-rounded shooter that way. And I, I don't know if that equates to me being a more better in a, in-game shooter. Um, and I wasn't necessarily bad at threes, but or bad at dr- like drills that were you're shooting threes. But 
I wouldn't say that I was like, you put me in a three-point contest, I was going to beat everybody. But in a game, I felt like I could just make shots. Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefit to having that because you're challenging the ability to... At the end of the day, who cares Yeah, how it goes in if it goes in? True. And I think we obsess that we had to shoot like this or you had to yeah. do this drill. And hey, imagine if you're like a painter and you only painted like a horse over and over and over again. Do you think you'd be the best painter in the world? Right. Or you're just the best at painting horse horses. Paintings. Yeah. Like you got to practice how to draw a face. You got to practice how to draw land or whatever. And so being yeah. hyper specialized can occur within a specialization. It's like, Oh, I'm a shooter. Actually, I'm only a set shooter from the right wing. You're like, okay, well that's really extreme. Like we should yeah. be shooters and we should learn how to shoot in a variety of ways that, uh, help us get better at the sport of basketball, not the be- the sport of shooting corners that shot threes, especially mm. as you're growing up as a kid. What about, have you, you, I mean, you've heard the saying of being a jack of all trades and like master of none, right? Mm-hmm. And I've heard that conversation come up in basketball when it comes to there's definitely skills training because <clears throat> we've talked about before with kids focusing too early on a role or focusing on mastering a one thing at a time and then move to the next thing. Um, and I heard somebody talk about this basically saying it's not jack of all trades when it comes to skills. The trade is basketball. That's the trade. So everything else falls into basketball. So when it comes to skill work, and this is you know, what I feel like, especially with youth, my approach is almost becoming as skilled as possible and just being prepared and uh, exploring different ways. But I also, I also love reps too. Like I just, I like shooting reps. I like, uh, you know, focusing on one or two things at a time. So I think that's kind of sometimes my dilemma to, as a, as a skills trainer as well. I think at the end of the day, people are different. You know, some people can eat yeah. gluten and feel fine. And some people eat gluten and keep pooping. So like mm-hmm. some people might get better doing this and they might get better doing that. The point is know if you're getting better, like actually yeah. evaluate yourself, whether or not you're making progress. And then yeah. from there, do you want to try some different things? And if you know, like these things kind of work and you can try some new sure. stuff, don't go hundred percent all in on the new stuff. Maybe try like 25% new stuff, but keep your 75% in and the 25% does well then you can add more in. It's kind of like a risk management of an asset yeah. versus like, I'm going to go flip everything because someone said something else on, you know, TikTok. Or Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Not knowing if it even helps you. Right. What, how do you feel like, what, what would be a good amount? This is going to be a tough question because everybody's oh, ever, right. what would be a good an amount of shots for a youth player, somebody in middle school to get up in a week, a month? How do you, gauge that because I, I don't remember in middle school, me in the gym, just getting reps. I don't, but I also listen to stories about kids struggling in game to shoot. And we talk about how many shots they get up in a week. And it's not a lot. It's just not a lot. Yeah. Look, I've met people who are, can just shoot the basketball who don't right. practice. Who don't really so practice like, that much. Yeah. Do they have a better visual system than you. Can they see better? Do they have better fine motor skills? And I met guys who can't shoot really well and they need lots of reps. I met guys who shoot tons of reps and still don't shoot very well. Yeah. And, and so first off, like, are you, or are you not a good shooter? Yeah. And start from there. And then if you are a good shooter, 
What are you doing that helps? And if you're not a good shooter, I think reps is a great place to start because it's the easiest to go from. Yeah. But yeah. If you know, maybe just shooting a hundred shots a day does so much for you. That's yeah. a really low hanging fruit than being like, I'm going to shoot this complexity of X number of movement shots and these shots. Mm. And you're like, well, I don't know. Like that, is that really going to, is the kid right. even going to abide to that? Like the nice thing about shooting a hundred shots is it's a round number. That's easy to be compliant for. Cause at the end of the day, yeah. shooting shots is probably going to get you further than not shooting shots. And so if compliance is part of the science, then you need to find something that's easy to comply to. Right. I'm just super lost. That's why things like, oh, 20 shots in the elbow, 20 shots from here. To get started, it's not a bad thing. To get gig. started, but be ready to adjust. You know, and then once you, you hit, yeah, yeah. stagnate, maybe you want to change things up. Yep. Nope. I agree. I agree. Awesome. But yeah, that's 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 a convo I have a, a ton with kids. So I like that. Awesome. Let's take a break right here. We'll come back. That's good. And then uh, we'll do some uh, a fun little question here. All right. For a million dollars. Oh, gosh. You have one day. Million bucks. I'm doing whatever it takes. You got to pick one of these two options. Which one did you go with? Option number one. Eat a bathtub full of chocolate oh, pudding. Or vanilla pudding. You pick the flavor. You can all definitely not, flavors. Definitely not vanilla. Number two. Eat two leather shoes. What? This is a huge debate we used to have in college. Leather shoes? Is that even possible? Oh, a full bathtub of pudding in one single day? Or two leather shoes. Which one would you pick to accomplish the million dollar? I'm not sure I could do either, but I think if I was going to attempt one, I would go pudding. I think I'm going to go pudding. Everyone goes pudding, and this is the stupidest option. Why a leather shoe? Yeah, rubber on the shoes too, right? A, ba- a bathtub is forty-two gallons. You're not going to eat. Everyone always picks the bathtub. A leather shoe would be so easy to eat. Two of them. How would you eat a leather shoe? That's not even possible. Well, leather's edible. First off, what about the rubber? What about the it's all leather? Insoles? It's all leather. It's an edible shoe. It's all leather. Okay. We, we deemed right. it leather. Right. You'd you'd bake it. I feel like I could bake a leather shoe into a burger. It has like a Just meat put some like, sauce on it. it. Has like a meat like substance. I'd blend it up. I, I blend it up. That's not a bad idea. Assuming there's no like health consequences, which probably eating a leather shoe would be less than trying to house forty two gallons. <laughs> <laughs> a leather shoe would definitely be very a doable. I would start bucks. off. I'd wake up in the morning. I would uh, get a full 24 hours, cook my eggs, a couple eggs, and then I would get a little strip of shoe like bacon. And I would just fry that son of a gun up and I might make a strip of bacon with it. So I kind of layer it together, not knowing the difference. I feel like when you cook a shoe, it will definitely shrink in size. Cause I thought about like, would I want to dehydrate it? Like, could I like dehydrate the leather shoe to a point where I just have to house like a very small amount? So I would definitely think about dehydration. Great, I only have 24 hours. So maybe I'll have to wake up. I think I'd start at like at 3 p.m. I think they want to sleep on some shoe. I don't know. Hmm. I feel like baking it would be a very good idea. You could just like heat her up and see what happens. But you could just mix it with other food like that, huh? You can't really do that with the pudding. Well, you have 42 gallons. You can't eat 42. How much do you think 42 gallons of pudding weighs? It's probably like a thousand pounds. (laughs) It's hilarious. You People will pick. It's not possible. 
peak the pick the pudding to the end of time. Yeah. The shoe is very doable. I feel like the shoe is a great option. Yeah, I think you, you really got me there. You tricked me with the pudding. I'm not going to lie. 42 gallons. That's not possible. No, everyone thinks they can. Like, I don't know if you could even eat a sink full of pudding. Yeah, probably not. It's a lot of pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> okay. Um, AJ sent me this. All right. Um, and it goes like this. You are in a stadium by yourself, an arena. In the arena, there are 50 hawks, 10 crocodiles, three bears, 15 hmm. wolves, a hunter with a single rifle with unlimited ammo, but it's a single shot rifle, seven buffalo, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, and four lions. Pick two to defend you. The others attack you. The goal is to survive for one hour. I don't need the dude with the gun. I need those wolves, bro. Those hunters. I don't want the crocodiles. That's not a threat. I don't want the hawks. What was it? Bears and lions? Bro, I'm going wolves. As long as they don't fight each other. I'm going wolves. I'm I'm assuming the animals, when they're on your side, you have some tactical control. Okay, they get along then. Lions and wolves. I need the predators. You would lose so fast. How? No, that's the worst pick. How? Classic poor analysis. Well, first off, <laughs> you have no air defense. If 50 hawks could just go shoot. Those hawks them, ain't doing anything, man. you seen a hawk? I've seen a hawk. Do they want it, though? Like, they don't want this. They're trying to get you. So 50 okay. hawks descended I have on no you. air defense. <laughs> they would just come right for you, and nothing could stop them. They could literally just take you out immediately. All right. So are you saying you need to have the hawks on your team? I think by default, you have to pick the hawks. An average hawk weight for a red-tailed hawk is 2.4 pounds. A northern right. goose hawk is 3 pounds. So basically... Maybe I subbed the line for a hawk then. I would go then with the 10,000 rats. So an average rat weight, a brown rat weighs up one pound. The oh, average, yeah, they're going at you, though. They're going the av- right at you. The average weight, the size is one uh, one foot, basically. So you have 10,000 pounds of biomass on your side. So my theory is too. with 10,000 rats, and they're orchestrating the way I can attack, I think there's 44 total animals outside of that. I could uh, take 200 rats per animal, and then I could assign two one hawk per animal and all i gotta do is take the eyes out of the animal to debilitate them and so now (laughs) i have like a an armada because i don't care if the rats die you have an army and i have aerial and ground that's the issue is like if i have a gorilla and the gorilla's like pounding and smashing some rats the hawk has free attack if the gorilla gets concerned with the hawk what do you do about the guy with the gun Oh, hey, 50 Hawks. Get rid of him now. Back. <laughs> take his eyes out. Just swarm him. Take his eyes out. You might take okay. one hawk out. Every question you ask, I got to go with what I think is probably not what I want. I got to go with the underdog. Well, I just the I, rats I, I thought and the about hawks. this. I called AJ about it. I said, this is easy. This is easy. Because 50 <laughs> Hawks, if it was 10 Hawks, very different conversation. If it was 1,000 rats, the, the sheer weight of 10,000 rats is too great. Like, imagine... What did AJ say? You know, I didn't get his answer. I just told him mine. Oh. So I got a text with him this. 
Because I, I was just thinking, when did AJ come up with this question? I don't know <laughs> where it came from. So then the, the other Born option was like, yeah, you had to survive for one hour. I could just like build a thousand, a ten thousand pound wall of rats to protect me, and yeah. I just have fifty hawks. You got my, you got to have mind control these rats. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think we have attack. Gotta be like rat man. And I think people immediately think like hunter. And like yeah. maybe like that's how I thought. I thought these wolves would just dominate, but I I wasn't really paying enough attention to the numbers. Yeah, I hate rats either. too. Ten thousand rats is way too many to deal with. That's yeah. like the great question. Would you rather fight a a thousand um a thousand crab sized horses or one horse sized crab? Uh, the horse-sized crab. I feel like. Yeah. What do you think? Depends, I guess, what you get. If it's like, if I have, yeah. What are my weapons? Also, how like, mobile is this thing? If I have a rifle or a gun, I'm taking the crab at the end of the week. Just the the horse-sized crab. But yeah. I don't know what damage a crab-sized horse could do. A horse doesn't have any claws, so even dealing with a yeah. thousand. How much room do I got? Yeah. What are my I weapons? A, if I have a thousand horses, they can't like climb me. They don't have grip. Yeah. So yeah. like despite the large quantity, there's no way for them to, I could just like hop around yeah, and mush them all. I mean, be tired, be a lot of jumps. Maybe I'll just, I, I die of like attrition. I Because <laughs> a horse side crab, okay, that's a pretty big crab with two big claws and they kind of yep. move fast. Yep. <sighs> all right. You got another one? <laughs> if, if you, a genie comes down. And they wish something upon you. And they say, you know what? We're going to, uh, you get one of these things has to come true. And you have to pick it. It's going to happen to your wife. The other oh, one option, one option is she has to keep her hair, by the way, during this. Okay. Her <laughs> hair, because one option is at all times, her hair stands completely upright, like Marge Simpson, four feet high. <laughs> And the I other have to op- pick for her. Oh god! And the other option is she wakes up with a five o'clock shadow, like a big, oh, like god. like my. <laughs> I can't do the beard, bro. I'd have to do the hair. I'm going to hair easy. I, I... <laughs> but she can shave it. She can shave the five o'clock. I shadow. don't care. I don't care. Imagine waking up to that. <laughs> I'd be like, nah. We got to change that up. Oh my god. Oh. Okay, you you ready for this one? Would you rather have spaghetti for your hair or sweat mayonnaise? Oh, spaghetti for my hair. That's not even like, Really? Yeah. Kind of cool. Sweat mayonnaise is gross. It smell bad and you can't bump into people. I can still wear a hat and just like hoop some spaghetti hair. Would it's you not rather like there's sauce have, in my hair? Would you rather get a face tattoo of something of your choosing? Or a dis- a tattoo in a discreet area chosen by someone else. Uh, a discreet area, because okay, only okay. people are going to see the see the discreet area. I could easily justify it to. Okay, would you rather live forever with an eyelash in your eye or spinach in your teeth? There we go. Spinach in my teeth. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah one like hurts, be... and ones you don't know is there. You just forgot that it's there. <laughs> Would you rather be trapped in the real life version of The Walking Dead or Jurassic Park? Oh, Jurassic Park sucks because apparently the dinosaurs are overpowered. 
the, the issue with Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park is far love, I too. I love Jurassic Park. But it's too pro Dino. What do you mean? So I want to make a new Jurassic Park where it's called the Send final it to Spielberg, Brendan. It's called the final extinction. Man versus dinosaur. One right, this is the movie title. <laughs> yeah, it's called the final extinction. And essentially what happens is these dinosaurs are on their island, whatever, and some congressman's plane crashes there. So we gotta get an extraction team. And so we send in like an actual competent military group. And we have like tanks and Humvees. And like we f- we we blow up dinosaurs. It's just like a lot of carnage. It's equal bloodshed because currently in Jurassic Park, no dinosaurs have died like by human hand. I would love a scene where like a T-Rex comes out and he's like, and we just have a 50 cal, just boom, one to the head. Just boom. (laughs) And it's like, we have like a really good, like, you know, like a Will Smith walking People versus dinosaurs. It's called the final extinction. And like, I would love like a couple of scenes where like, the guy's against the wall and like raptors coming and he's just like pump action shot. But this this like, seems like it'd be too too pro human now. Like no, have you easy. ever played the Jurassic Park video game at like no. uh, okay, uh. go to like a bowling alley. There's a Jurassic Park video game and you play on the back of a Humvee on like a mounted M15. And you just drive around smoking dinos. And I'm like, okay, this maybe I think I've seen that. Is so much more fun. This is a movie. movie. Like yeah, this, this is a movie. This is a movie, right? Okay, yeah. okay. So which one Humans are you picking? Humans bite back. Walking Dead or Jurassic Park? Uh, Jurassic Park, I guess. It's a lot. I mean, they're okay. just on an island. I just leave the island. All right. Would you rather? <laughs> would you rather walk. have to hunt for everything you eat or eat McDonald's for every meal? McDonald's? Are you kidding? It's not even bad. It's good. I like McDonald's. You do you? Yeah, I'll McFlurry. I'll what have you... some. The breakfast is fire. It's basically the same thing I eat. I'll get some chicken what, nuggets, some what coffee. About din- what about dinner, lunch, all that? What hamburger? What's your healthy. Yeah. Yeah, they have salads. McDonald's is I. Full disclosure, I own McDonald's. stock in McDonald's. I'm all for it, baby. <laughs> Heck yeah. I like it. I like it. Okay, hunt would you for rather... my food, I'd die. What, am I going to hunt yeah. a squirrel? Yeah. Shoot someone's deer, like someone's horse I'm next door? I'm not a big hunter. Um, let's see. Would you rather... Oh, you don't have any pets, do you? No. Okay. Would you rather be captured by pirates? Or would you rather be captured by Old West bad guys? Is this like the cool pirates? Like Pirates of the Caribbean? No, where like, it's like, this yo is ho, like, uh, watch some treasure. And it's like kind of like this. What's the guy that says with the Tom Hanks movie that says I'm taking over? This is my boat now. That kind of pirate. <laughs> oh, like a modern day pirate? Like Modern day. Modern day pirates. At least I get a poop in a bathroom. Wild West doesn't <laughs> have a bathroom to poop in. Like... No, at least I'm going to, either way, I'm in a situation, but one, like, there's less likelihood they're going to kill me, I suppose, if, like, an international pirate group captured me. They're not interested, they're using me as something, the Wild West could just kill me. I got you one, ready? The size of your backyard, I've seen your backyard, size Mm -hmm. of your backyard. No, let's say the size of your living room. All right. Would you rather fight a thousand ant-sized bulls or one bull? You got to fight them with your hands. Ant-sized bulls. Easy. Okay, next. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they don't bite. Okay, would you rather... All right. Would you rather have a British accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh every time somebody cries? A British accent. I wish I just had a British accent anyway. Be what better. If it was only. What if it was only when you had a serious? Combo? It'd be good. I, I'd be all about that. All about it. 
Okay. Would you rather wear jeans one size too small? You probably don't wear jeans, do you? Sweatpants one wear. size too small or? Sweatpants one size too small or shoes two sizes too big? Shoes two sizes too big. Really? I've done that before. Yeah. You just double up the socks. Hmm. Would you rather have the head size of a tennis ball or the size of a watermelon? Watermelon. <laughs> okay. Here's a good one. Would you rather lose the ability to use GPS for the rest of your life? This would suck. Or lose the ability to use your credit or debit card? Kidding? GPS. Which one? GPS. GPS? Yeah. But I can't have money. One's no money and one's well, like. you got cash. And one I have to use like. Well, I guess I Apple have to Pay use like maps like or what's the old map quest? Yeah. <laughs> I don't cool. go anywhere yeah, right let's... now that I can't get to without GPS. Yeah. yeah. Yep, I think that might be it. Let me see if I can find one more. Okay, I like this one. What about, would you rather have the invisible, uh, power of invisibility or the power to fly? It kind of depends. If I, am I frowned upon for flying? You're like, oh, what a freak. Because I just pick an invisibility. It's more <laughs> of a social response. Invisibility would be very cool from like, why would they, they call you that? Oh, weirdo! The government, you know, the government capture him and do tests on him. <laughs> so, like, there's some liability. Dude, with nobody that. thinks about that. But would, would the all... government capture me if I started flying? Also, it's just like a parlor trick. The only cool thing about flying, though, I probably would pick flying, but I wouldn't you... fly. I would just dunk on people. Mm. Like it'd be like. So you want to use it for all the other awesome? You no, just I would dunk. just use it to be like. Wow, he holds the long jump record, the high jump record. I just fly oh. enough. Like I would just fly enough. So you'd you wouldn't keep it like so the government doesn't come after no, you. No, they don't come after me. I would just control it. Like how did these he are jump? one of a kind answers. How did he have that hang time? Like whoa, but nothing like he's flying across the room, <laughs> like a, like a like a specter or a ghost or something. Would you rather have eyes that film everything or ears that can record anything? Eyes that film everything. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I don't record anything as it is. Yeah. It'd be so much easier for content. Dude, I was just about to say that. Imagine you could just like open your eyes and just blink twice and you could record. Pretty lit. You'd have a great POV videos for that one. Um, would you rather be allergic to sunlight or allergic to your own sweat? Ooh, come on, Max. This is a thinker. Sunlight um, or sweat? Is like direct sunlight. So I'm like a vampire. Yeah. You love in the dark. Yeah, yeah. You'd be a vampire, basically. Damn. Allergic. Work. Allergic. Um, I guess I'd have to pick sunlight. Like allergic to your own sweats. You, you can't control it's, that. Like you get nervous or something. Like yeah. sunlight, I just go to Alaska. And then when it's uh, the opposite, I would just go like to the south. And so like try and stay dark you- all the time. Would you rather never be able to get a haircut again or never be able to shave again? I mean, my hair's falling out, so I don't know how long the haircut will last yeah. for it. I know it just wouldn't look good on me. I just had to roll with the beard. Otherwise, it should be a bald spot head but that, <laughs> with just the long side hair. It would be bad. Oh, well. All right. Well, I think we covered all we need to cover here. Yeah. Great questions there. One of a kind answers. All right. I'll do the read off here. And I mean, uh, I guess I don't have anything to read off. It's just saying goodbye to you, friends. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Appreciate you guys listening as always. And uh, tune in next time.